I like Steve. Long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Star Wars saga began, and Kenner continues the excitement. Star Wars figures. The Empire Strikes Back turns the Jedi. Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive podcast. It's the Cast. Newest news on the oldest toys, from bubble bath to belt buckles. 12 packs to 2 packs. New boss, alien bounty hunter. From the, from the, from the, from the, from the Star Wars collection. Watch out, watch out. We bring the world of vintage Star Wars memorabilia alive. With informative features and personal collecting stories. Offer expires December 31st, 1979. An Octavito with Tempest The Supreme Master, the Emperor. Brought to you by the Star Wars Collector's Archive. The SWCA.com. With your hosts, Sky Payne, Steven Chewbacca, 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 and Stephen B. Denley. I've got you now, Ben Kenobi. Star Wars Early Bird Certificate Package, new from Kenner. Kenner's Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. <laughs> Wampa Wampa, Space Freaks. Welcome to the Kivecast for October 2010. You can call this one Octobercast. Octobercast, I like it. We're, uh, this is now our, our ninth episode? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's our ninth <laughs> episode, right. and uh, I, I think what we should do is when we hit the 12th episode, you know, our one-year anniversary, then I'll finally check to see how many people listen to each episode, <laughs> and, and then we can decide if we need to go weekly or need to jump off a bridge. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I want to thank everyone who's listening after our, our last month's performance, Steve. Did you get a chance to listen to the show? Uh, I heard some of it, and I realize that it just oh man i sounded like i was half dead or i don't know yeah we, we were both half dead and put that together and so we were both dead but uh you know we're recording on a thursday now i work monday wednesday friday and i'm teaching and i'm grading and i'm writing syllabi and watching the kids and all that and uh, we should never record on monday wednesday friday anymore so that's yeah, Probably a good thing to avoid. <laughs> yeah, so so thanks for hanging in with us. We'll, we'll be at least 10% more animated today, <laughs> even though the, the news may not be quite as earth-shattering, although we'll, we'll get to that. Steve, but before we get to the news, I wanted to, to do one new thing. Um, okay. Every once in a while, I get a thought that's actually about the Star Wars movies. <laughs> um, All right. Because, you know, the, the, move, the toys were actually based on a movie called Star Wars, and there were two other movies after that. And it's sometimes and it's easy to forget. <laughs> it is easy to forget. So I was thinking, you know, I really like Endor because I really like, I have a run going with Chewbacca Endor, and I was thinking about Leia with the combat poncho, which I've always loved because what is a combat poncho, and <laughs> and what is a battle poncho, and then how come Han has a trench coat? You know, they're all super camouflaged, and you know Chewbacca's got that that cool photo, and then I was thinking last time I watched the movie, I was watching it with my kids. And there they are. Even the rebel commanders are all wearing camouflage. But then they have C-3PO just walking around in back. <laughs> Has that ever struck you as odd, Steve? Yeah, they always do kind of stick out. I mean, it, it, you'll see that, like, the wide shot where you see them all cruising. Yeah, and and you see thinking. C-3PO just plain as day. Just, <laughs> I don't I'm, know. I mean, I... I, I I think we should maybe make a custom, maybe like uh, C-3PO in Battle Poncho or, or something. But uh, Yeah, he needs something. Maybe we can use that, uh, the Japanese one with the missile firing chest. Right, there you it, go. Make it an actual 
combat or battle poncho, whatever we want to make it. But <laughs> And then, Steve, you also mentioned to me that there have been some very informative and important comments on our blog post because, you know, like, <laughs> we, we check out – we love the comments that we get from people. And uh, Steve said that we got some very pertinent ones. So, so could you please read those to us? Yeah. I mean it's something – I hadn't really looked at these for a while. And uh, the first one that I saw that just really struck a bell is you may want to read these comments. And that was from someone named Lee. <laughs> So I uh, I started perusing through, and um, we get some hot topics here. Um, one just clean, cleanly states a Muslim, a non-U.S. citizen, as well as a weak leader to prime it down. And I really wasn't <laughs> sure what they were referring to. But They uh, might have been referring to you, Steve. It may be. I, I, I mean, I've I'm, not seen your birth certificate, so I'm not ruling <laughs> anything out here. Uh, you, you, you know, the Galita, where you live, does come from an Arabic word meaning uh, – Sailboat. It was then translated into <laughs> into Spanish. So, uh, oh. oh, wow! I didn't even know that. that that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll get two more. Uh, this right. this one uh, is from a guy named supposedly named Ted Schmidtmeyer. It says, <laughs> "I really, uh, I really have to be directed to Capiche." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then that kind of leads into this last one, and this one's kind of scared me a little bit. All right, this is like halfway down the page. Um, Someone named Jay just plainly said, see, this is over and done with. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to hear that in our, yeah. our comments page. It's just really disheartening. I mean, if you're, if you're spamming, at least have a point. You know, don't just say this is over and done with. You know, we put a lot of work into this just for you to spam us with that. But, uh, yeah, I, I guess that's the, the long and the short way of saying uh, we don't get very many real comments on our blog oh. posts. I, I guess I need to make it more strict where I have to accept every – post that's put but i just wish that they wouldn't they wouldn't ruin it for all of us <laughs> but uh yeah all right well, we'll uh I'll, I'll have to work on that maybe i'll get lobart on that uh on, on the technical side but i think that's about as, as good as we're going to get before we uh, lead into the news steve so let's uh yeah let's get into it Watch out! it's kenner's news it's kenner's news <laughs> All right, back with the news, Steve. It's uh, it's good, you know. I can tell this is going to be a better month. I've got my uh, Return of the Jedi Burger King Emperor Cup back. <laughs> it was it's out of the out of the archives, huh? Yeah, it was packed, and you know I can't record without it. And uh, I still have my pitiful card back museum. Uh, half of them have fallen behind the desk now, and I just kind of have oh, this God. old, beat-up, uh, 12-back American version with Sharpie on the front. And that's that's all I see of Chewbacca from day to day. Oh, man. you got to have something. Yeah, well, there, there's been a lot of book news in, in the Star Wars world. Now, mm-hmm. you may think I'm going to be talking about the making of Empire Strikes Back, Steve. Uh, did you get a chance I to look at that? I haven't seen it yet. I, I've read about it, but I haven't had a chance to glance. But I'm, I'm excited. I've heard the first one was good. So. Oh, the, the first one is – it's almost too good. I mean it's, <laughs> I, I've only read maybe 10 percent of it and it took me six hours. It's amazing. It's just really wow. great. And uh, I went to, to Barnes & Noble and I was like, oh, maybe I'll pick it up. And, th- and then it was 90 bucks. <laughs> but uh, that's not the book I want to talk about, Steve. The book I want to talk about concerns two words. What are those two words, Steve? Jesse's girl. <laughs> yeah, once again, I was looking for Rick Springfield. 
I, I just tend to sub. <laughs> you do. When it rains, it pours, Steve. More Rick Springfield news. I, oh, I, I've been doing things I never thought I would do. Okay, so I, I bought a hard copy biography of a musician whose albums I don't own, of an actor whose shows I've never watched. The other day I was driving to work and I was late because I was listening to this really not-so-good morning show that only airs in Cleveland and Rochester called Rover's Morning Glory. And, uh, you know, it's a typical Howard Stern wannabe kind of show. Okay. And they teased it right before I was going to go into work. Hey, we're going to come back with Rick Springfield. And so I had to sit <laughs> in my car and I had to – I was like driving around the block because it's right outside of my, uh, my reception range. I'm like driving around, scaring all the undergrads. Oh, you and had to wait that one out. <laughs> I, I did. I had to wait that one out. He didn't. He didn't mention his collection. Uh, uh, I, I gotta say, you know, because we, I like to pretend that 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 Rick is listening, <laughs> and uh, we'll talk about how to get him on the show later. But uh, if he is, man, they did not treat him right. They were kind of making fun of him. They were saying he's uh, one hit wonder. Uh, and the worst thing was they're making fun of of his depression. Huh? Well, depression. I can tell Steve you don't own the book. You I don't, do not own the book. <laughs> you don't know about Mr. D. <laughs> no. Okay. Not, well, in re- not in reference to Rick Springfield, no. Yes. <laughs> All right, I'll leave that one there. Um, so so Rick Springfield's book uh, came out, hard copy, Simon, Simon & Schuster. It's called Late, Late at Night, which uh, is a reference to Jesse's Girl. <laughs> and uh, when I say Mr. D, it's actually, Steve, it's a, it's a pretty interesting because Mr. D is his depression. That's what he calls the darkness. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I misheard you. I thought you said Mr. T. No. Trademark is stupidity. Lead things on the wrong path. But like, anyways. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> My struggles with Mr. T. Now, that would be a book I'd like to read. Rick Springfield yes. versus Mr. T. We talking finale to your life, sucker. Not having no firing pins when we attacked by river pirates. Do all and the rest of them Amazonian Indians. <laughs> so yeah, so it's all about uh, trying to confront depression. And uh, he's he's from Australia, and I learned a lot more about Rick Springfield than I'd ever expect. I'm gonna pare it down just to the parts about Star Wars. Okay. But uh, I'm gonna come back to this theme of depression later. The, the the first reference that I found, I must admit, I don't have that much time to read very carefully, so I did not read this. I may have missed a reference or two. Okay. But uh, he talks to he talks about speaking to his his therapist about uh, being clinically depressed, and I mean this isn't he's not joking around. He's a real depressed guy. Um, yeah. And that's what they're making fun of him on the radio show, like, oh, you're uh, a rock star. Why would you be depressed? Um, so anyway, so the the therapist says to him. Uh, that he must face his shadow, and only by hmm. facing it can he begin any kind of healing. And uh, Rick responds to him, Will I have to confront Darth Vader, too? As clumsy as he is stupid. Shut up, boo! <laughs> so, so I like wow. that. That, that, was, that was a good sign. But things get yeah. much better, Steve. And, oh, and, really? and Rick, I really hope one day we get him on the show to discuss this story. Now, you're from California, right, Steve? Yes, I am. You've lived in California, Steve. You're you're pretty much your whole, whole life. life. Yep. Now you've been through fires, right? Yes, Many a couple fires. in the last couple of years. Yeah. yeah, we're talking Jesuzita and the Mr. T fire, right? <laughs> well, it was called the T fire. You trademark is stupidity. A little passage from Rick Springfield's book, and this settles any debate: Is he a real collector? Because this is. You cannot get more Star Wars collected than this. 
Okay, I'm not going to read it with an Australian accent. But uh, here's the quote. The cops are driving up and down the neighborhood broadcasting, this is a mandatory evacuation. So Steve, this is about the fires in Malibu, if you remember, I don't know, two or three years ago. So he lives in Malibu with his wife, and assumedly very close to Mel Gibson. (laughs) So Rick Springfield continues, not good. Then I run into the house and grab some of my more valuable Star Wars figures, in parentheses, extremely geeky, and put them in Barbara's (laughs) car. Barbara is his wife. When she comes out, she asks me what's in the big box that's taking up all the room in her back seat. I say, it's my Star Wars stuff. She rolls her eyes and goes back into the house for more photos. (laughs) Isn't that great? Yeah, that's great. I did the exact same thing twice (laughs) in the last two years. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I pretended like I didn't. But uh, when the the fires came up, when I still lived in California, I packed up a whole tough box with all my proofs. And I didn't pack up everything. I wasn't going to exaggerate. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, these parentheses here, I think this is leading us somewhere deeper, Steve. And, you know, I I study books as partly for my living as an academic. So – Later, about a couple more paragraphs uh, later on, he goes on. I have an uncomfortable suspicion that my Star Wars stuff may be secretly sold online in the coming weeks. So I go to my website and alert certain fans to watch eBay and make sure my super neato space toys are not heartlessly sold off. (laughs) There are some really commando hardcore super fans who will watch my ass on this and alert me of certain very, very capital, very, very, very rare one-of-a-kind Star Wars three-and-a-half-inch plastic figures show up online. I've paid some serious money for these really badly molded and painted dopey, cheesy plastic figures, and I do not intend to lose them, goddammit. (laughs) Yes, this is the Star Wars toy-obsessed part of me that still lives in my mum's basement and hasn't kissed a girl yet. Late Late at Night by Rick Springfield, page 313. My goodness. Interesting, right? Very. (laughs) Because on on the one hand, he's he's very out and he's proud, right? He's very, hey, I collect Star Wars and I'm even going to mention it. But there's this whole side in in in, in, the, in French studies. It's the précaution, precaution, where you have to always guard yourself against being seen as something that you are, but that you don't mm. want to be seen as. I got you. And and so my theory is that this is this could lead us into a deeper discussion on the nature of depression on collecting, on the effect that collecting has on your personality and how it essentially can't act as a drug. Uh, there, there's another quote from a Wall Street Journal article where he mentions that he has, quote, some goofy Star Wars stuff, end quote, that seemed to embarrass him a little bit. Uh-huh. And there they make direct reference to the headman. A reporter asked for details, and Mr. Springfield conceded he just purchased some bootleg Turkish action figures at a price he didn't want to disclose. Huh. So I, I think... If Rick, you're listening, you don't need to be, uh, you don't need to put extremely geeky in parentheses. That is Mr. D speaking to you. Well, what do you think, Steve? Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, man, that's this is really a trip. I mean, I know you were telling me we were going to talk about this. I didn't, I had no idea it went uh, to this extent. That's uh, wow. I mean, let's look <laughs> at it again, right? I mean, this is potentially well. 
I would say this has to be the, the, the best celebrity collector and one of must have a really an, an insane collection. To say this, yeah. I'll repeat it again. I've paid some serious money for these really badly molded and painted dopey, cheesy plastic figures. It's just... I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I would love to get him on here and to and to talk about it and say, you know what, Rick? We're, we're all here. We're all together. It's not that dopey. It's not that cheesy. And actually, they're pretty well molded for the time. And they revolutionized <laughs> toys. And they still can't make them as well, even though my son disagrees. <laughs> but, yeah, you got to bring the positive vibe back here. Exactly. You got to bring the positive vibe back. And it's good to have that. You can't just be a rock star uh, actor without having something that makes you more human and more interesting and uh you know yeah, definitely yeah so that's uh, that that's my experience with with that we're gonna have to pay more attention i'm gonna have to do more combing of the media for, <laughs> for more uh for more rick springfield but the more i learn about him the more i want to interview him yeah i mean it's just, <laughs> that would be like the ultimate <laughs> interview for the show it, it would be and i and i tell you i'd give him a lot more respect than those losers who are who are making fun of him for not having two big hits but uh yeah yeah so that's that that's the rick springfield news of the month maybe next month i don't know it's gonna come out with a new movie or also we got a correction uh, do, okay. do, you, do you remember uh, we were asking about Headman? Yeah, yeah, on the last show. On the last show, we just said, oh, why is he called Headman? Yeah. Um, well, none other than Duncan Jenkins uh, responded. Okay. Would you like to hear what he said, Steve? Very much so. <laughs> so he said that he, quote, just got through listening to the Kivecast, excellent as always. Happy to have him okay. hearing. Wanted to let you know that Headman is a term for the masked executioner that would behead people. I assume ah. the figure's sword and helmet is where they derived that name. Huh. I guess so, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It, it really puts an extra element on uh, an extra... It makes the headman even more interesting. Yeah. You know, because it's kind of an... I believe Turkey is pretty much an eye-for-an-eye eye culture. I'm pretty sure they're, they're not too concerned about uh, capital punishment being morally wrong. Mm. Uh, so... I don't know. Maybe I'm going too far, and I'm going to get <laughs> hate mail from uh, all zero of our Turkish listeners. But uh, yeah, so that that and was a really a, nice piece of information. I don't know how I didn't know that. Yeah, it's uh, I, for some reason I I thought I remembered trying to find out or reading something about it, and I, it doesn't ring a bell. So that's that's really that's really cool, actually. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty neat that he's the the executioner. And uh, one one more correction. Someone okay. uh, posted that I have to revisit my policy on Battlestar Galactica. Ah. Because none other than Richard Lewis Springthorpe, which is, of course, the original – that was the name of Rex Springfield when he was born. He was on okay. two episodes of the original series. Ah, uh, right. Okay. So I now revise my general philosophy on Battlestar Galactica. Everything that's not Lieutenant Zack 
is stupid <laughs> on Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Lieutenant, Zach, Lieutenant Zach, he's okay. He is awesome. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, maybe making a T-shirt, something Lieutenant Zach. I don't know. When, when, when we get uh, Rick on here, we can talk to him about maybe doing Lieutenant Zach uh, crossover fan fiction with Star Wars. <laughs> maybe not that last one. But uh, <laughs> so I, th- I think that's all the errata we have to to correct. Okay, well that that's good info. Yeah, it's a lo- lot of good info, and uh, it's really it's great, Steve. We still have more and more news coming up. And Steve, what what is your name? My name? Yes. What is your first name? Stephen. Yeah. So your name is or Steve. Steve or yeah. Steve. Yeah. What do we? Whatever you want to say. So. <laughs> All you listeners out there who are enthralled by Steve's confusion, uh, <laughs> we're going to have a little new segment called The Tale of Two Steves. And one of them is not me, so don't worry about it. Yeah, I guess we can call it <laughs> The Tale of Three Steves. Actually, all this uh, – yeah, so I th- why don't we let you tell the Steve story, Steve? All right. Um, well, a couple – I guess it was a couple weeks ago, um, a guy named Steve Hoffman who was uh, infamous for some toy shop ads uh, – Announces re-emergence into the hobby on the forums, which uh, got a lot of people excited because I guess he's going to be having a for sale list coming up pretty soon here. And uh, it's it's funny how how many people responded to that thread wanting to be added to the list. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I I was probably too young to be that into toy shopper. I I had not really known of him before this, but uh, obviously he was someone that was well known. And um, yeah, I think it's great uh, that that someone that was from the uh, the '90s, the golden age, or right. whatever you want to call it, is uh, is still wanting to be part of things, or at least reaching out to everybody. And it's great. Um, yeah, because we we've been losing a lot of high profile collectors and all the scandals and scams. And uh, yeah. one of my favorite posts was that apparently he used to call himself Mister C Any Condition. Uh, which was a counterpoint to Al Rosen, Mr. Mint, who was a, a famous <laughs> buyer and, and seller who would only buy things in mint and sell things in mint condition. So <laughs> that's great. I, I like that spirit. That that sounds pretty good. So that's the Steve coming in. That's, who's that's the, Steve, the Steve? Who's the Steve going have, out? And we have uh, another big Steve coming out. That's be Sansweet. Um, he's going to be leaving uh, Lucasfilm. Um, I think within six months is what the the article had said. So. That's pretty big news considering I mean he's he's pretty much the face of, you know, fan relations and, yeah. and everything. I mean, it's just hard imagining someone else in those shoes. So I, I I'm not really sure what what to think of it because I, I mean I, literally I think this just came out yesterday. Yeah. Um, and it, it it came out of nowhere, right? Yeah. I I I mean, I I had not heard anything of it uh, until uh, Shane posted it and uh, I was just kind of I saw it. I'm like, wait a minute. I did a double take, and right. sure enough, you open it up and you read this article on uh, StarWars.com, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's been there for what was it, uh, 15 years or something like that. Well, I mean, m- more importantly, what what I don't know is, does this mean he's not going to write anymore? Yeah. I mean, be- yeah. being the dude who shows up and says, "Oh, uh, Star Wars Lego 3D is coming out." I mean, that's that's neither here nor there, but. I mean, he's not only one of the original writers. I mean, he's one of the best. Now, I don't know if there's. It seems to me there's some story that is not being told, right? Yeah, it seems. It always seems like that when there's a big change like this with someone right. that's 
pretty prominent. There's usually has to be something um, that's not stated, but uh, that you know, there's only you can only speculate about that, I guess. Right. But well, I'm uh, not, I I do have it on good authority. It was because he shaved his beard. Oh man, that's yeah. that was the strike against him. <laughs> that that was it. That was iconic. It was like George. It was like Obi Wan. Yeah. It was like me. You know, you, you can't. Once you have a beard that powerful, uh, you can't you can't shave it off without serious consequences. We all know this. But yeah. uh, 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 all this uh, made me think. Did, did you ever see that movie uh, Multiplicity with uh, uh, Michael Keaton? With- Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> oh, it's great. You know, the character's name is Doug, and, and he, he clones himself. And, like, by the third generation, it's like the clone is slightly mentally retarded. And he calls him Steve. He calls him Steve. <laughs> I like Steve. Yeah. So no matter I, what. <laughs> I was actually, I was looking for clips with that. And I think, Steve, uh, there may be a lot more of those coming up in the future. <laughs> I like, I like, I like Steve. Steve, Steve. Because <laughs> there's a ton of them. Like, I was thinking for Steve Sansweet, this one where he goes, bye, Steve. Bye, Steve. Good party. Nice party. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you'll probably hear that by the time I uh, I, I, pub- I publish this to iTunes. But yeah, um, that, that's that's going to be a gold mine. That's a good movie, though, man. That's funny where, he's, where I, he likes the pizza. I've never seen that. Yeah, <laughs> the, I like pizza. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's, I'll never forget that. <laughs> I like pizza. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's. Uh, Uh, I mean, we're, we're we're moving along, and it feels uh, it feels good to have all this energy, Steve. After last last month, boy, yeah, I can breathe. I got my emperor. Everything's all set. Uh, my my wife is in is in New York City in a cockroach infested apartment. Oh, that sounds right. <laughs> well, she she's seen a bunch of uh, a bunch of concerts with her favorite little hippie band there. So uh, there you go. That's cool. I got I got my mother in law. You know, up here and helping out. We're watching uh, bad romantic comedies to pass the time. Ah, saw the the, the proposal. Pretty uh, yeah, that was a movie. But <laughs> let, let's do an update uh, on on a, a story from last month that doesn't have okay. to do with Rick Springfield. Okay. Uh, uh, let's do a update on the uh, fake prototypes. There's more and more photo evidence that's just very very damning and. Fortunately, Jordan at Hollywood Heroes appears to be refunding any piece that they sold. Uh, they take responsibility, and so that's really good because they're... That's definitely, yeah, definitely a good thing. That's a good piece of news in the whole story, if you can take any. Um, that's a positive for sure. Um, yeah, and his name was definitely besmirched uh, throughout this whole process. I mean, people weren't trying to either. It was just guilty by association, so uh, yeah. they, they, they deserve uh, some... Inadvertent, ineffective publicity for uh, for doing the right thing, but the yeah. the addition I really like, and of course I have to say his name at least once per so, per show, <laughs> is uh, an addition by Chris Jorgulius, and uh, he and I'll put up a link or I'll put this up in the show notes. Uh, provided pictures of fake Lumat hard copies. So have you seen these pictures of the Lumat? Yeah, um, there was the original ones that had the uh, the full body picture i think and then he did these newer ones that have the close-ups of just the the head of just the original the and right. then the two the two fakes right it's so just... there's one original and two fakes 
and the the one original is very remarkable because it has a chipped ear. So what he has is he has the the original with the chipped ear, and then the two copies. And looking at them, it's remarkable, right? Because you can see where he just added something on. You can see the break where the original yeah. ear was broken. Right. And you see, the, yeah, the line where um, some he probably used clay or something to just kind of fill in what was supposed to be there for the rest of the year, and it's just. <laughs> It matches perfectly. We did like a, a photo super, uh, super, like superimposed pictures, and it right. shows exactly where it was. It's crazy. And what I like is it, wa- it wound up having this kind of uh, Andy Warhol thing in the end. Where, yeah, uh, it's got the, <laughs> the four Lumats. <laughs> right, the four Lumats, and the last one, it looks like it's been silk screened. And, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I know Tommy's out there listening. He likes to have very Andy obscure Warhol. hobby t shirts. I think that'd be a good one. Yeah, the Andy Warhol. Uh, uh, Lumat uh, hard copy fakes. Definitely uh, many layers of significance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's just more and more pictures out there, and uh, it's it's very sad, and it, it, it unbelievably, that is not the last piece of scammy news that we have uh, that we have to talk about today. No, no. No. But this is, for whatever reason, this other scam... Which has a lot has a lot more relevance to me as a uh, carded figure collector. Yeah, uh, was brought up by uh, James Gallo, and uh, you 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 actually brought this to my attention. Uh, what, what what's the story here? The name of the thread is "Rare Cardback Offers Too Good to Be True." Yeah, it's uh, you know these coin offer stickers that were you know all done uh, supposedly at retail. You'll see them every once in a while on an older figure or something that, that's uncommon and um, what uh, James happened to uncover was a uh, it was a Jawa, a Power of the Force Jawa that had actually had a sticker transplanted onto it from a Maydeen card and right. once he took the layers off you could see it was clearly from a general Maydeen card back and it's just like, oh wow that's you can't really. Uh, there's no two ways around that. <laughs> no, this isn't something that was carefully taken off and reapplied or anything. It's the the end photo. Actually, if I was a Jawa collector, I would really want this. Uh, <laughs> I'd really want this because it, it's just a part of Maydeen's card figure, the size of a of a coin offer, on top of the Jawa. It's uh, it's a really weird disconnect. Yeah. You know, these these two very different uh, characters from Star Wars. But uh, and he gave more examples of this technique of just taking off the top layer of a carded figure with a sticker and putting that sticker onto another carded figure. Right. And uh, I don't know how, how. I mean, I don't want to look at mine to tell you the truth. Yeah, that's got to be a scary thought. Well, the theory was for a long time that, uh, that there's no point in copying these and faking these because they're not worth that much more but uh, yeah and that's the same theory that we'll, we'll get into baggies later but that's the same theory that made people believe that the the, the bag yak face was real yeah and uh th- i guess uh, james made a, a new comment to this thread i hadn't seen it until now um i guess the ones that he posted all came from a single source so he's you know trying to get people to relax a bit but still right. it's it's uh it's definitely, I mean, for card back, you know, for carded collectors, it's it's something you really, I mean, just like with collecting prototypes, you have to really 
pay close attention, especially when it comes to something that is rare or that seems, you know, just as he said, too good to be true. Right. Well, yeah. So that's uh, we'll we'll include a link to that. Maybe we should try to get back to a little bit more of the rhythm. Okay. Uh, we were out of rhythm with the first Celebration 5-1, and we are out of rhythm with the second one with all the scandalous scandal. And, yeah, I think we're probably coming in about half an hour now, 45 minutes. So why don't we, we bring back the limelights? All right. Sounds good. And I don't know if I'm going to come up with a, with a limelight song, but I think we need one because uh, That'd be cool. yeah. we usually come up with them. Uh, so let's pretend that I have one. Lime. There was my new limelight song, Steve. Pretty good. <laughs> and there's a lot to choose from, uh, but the one I, I initially wanted, you're going to be meeting the limelight tea. Uh, at the next California Vintage Collectors Club meeting, which yes, is when, Steve? Hopefully. That is uh, November 13th in Glendale, California. So if uh, you're interested in coming, uh, just send me an email at c-a-v-s-w-c-c at gmail.com, and I'll, uh, I'll hook you up with the details. All right. You get to meet Silent But Danley in person, <laughs> and he will sign your breasts. Oh, um, man. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, you have to admit, Steve, that was weird because she didn't even ask you to. <laughs> you were just chasing her down the hall. But uh, <laughs> so, so the the limelight that I really like, and I didn't even post on the thread. I feel like a jerk. But uh, it, it's a it's called my unexpected Canadian Lobot Mint on Card Run. So it's from a guy Ken with two N's oh eight two seven from Ontario, right across the lake here from me in beautiful Hothchester, New York. <laughs> and uh, what he has is three Lobots, three Canadian Lobots, a 41 back, a 41 back with a transition sticker, and then a 41 back with a survival kit offer. Very cool. Yeah, and, and the 41 back with offerless isn't isn't that rare. But the transition sticker, So for those of you that don't know, in Canada they did this great thing where they just took – a Return of the Jedi sticker and slapped it on top of the Empire uh, logo and that magically turned it into a uh, Return okay. of the Jedi card. And uh, so to have both of those figures is really cool because then you, you can see the actual tran- transition. The, you can yeah. see how they did it. Yep. Um, somehow they were they had extra Lobot figures. I don't know how all the kids didn't want them. But, uh, <laughs> poor Bart's out there listening saying, hey – and then he also has the the survival kit offer, which all I love all Canadian offers as a French teacher because they're in French and in and in English, and uh, I just I just very cute. You know, sometimes I like the limelights that are, oh my goodness, I can't believe they put it together, and then yeah. sometimes things just remind me of how fun the hobby can be. I I always thought that the transition stickers were really neat. I I never had one, but. Um... And for whatever reason, the Lobot card back just—it's awesome, man. I don't know why anyone would would uh, say otherwise. So this is this is good. Yeah, the, every time someone brings up Lobot, someone goes, "Well, yeah, but that's an awesome card back because it is. Because it's—I <laughs> mean, it's got uh, 
It's got as many stormtroopers as the original uh, stormtrooper <laughs> card does. But yeah, that's uh, anyways. That's just a a great little limelight, and uh, I, I look forward to next month's uh, one. But I thought this would be nice to have. Yeah, uh, maybe not cute. I don't, I don't see you could call it anything <laughs> with Lobot is cute, but uh, that actually, is a, a a touchy thing to say. I don't know. I actually, that's I'd... not that's not true because the Mimo Bot they gave away at Celebration Five was quite. Oh cute. yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, the Mimo Bot, which I uh, think is as I told you before, the worst name uh, a man could possibly give to his private parts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll edit that out. Um, <laughs> And Steve, we haven't done a nugget from the archive in a while. I know. I, I missed the, the jam. It's, yeah. I haven't heard it in a long time. That's probably my favorite one. <laughs> well, it's one of my favorite things about the Kivecast, that we can bring things out of the Kivecast. So uh, let's, let, let's hear that, that famous draw. Tis a nugget from the archive. Tis a nugget. Oh my God, they're gorgeous. From the archive. Oh my god, they're gorgeous. So what I've chosen, Steve, uh, what I've done, chooseed, is I thought it'd be good to continue to try to promote Gus and Duncan's guide to Star Wars prototypes, uh, the book, which is of course uh, co-written by the executive producer and uh, imperial dignitary of the Kivecast. I thought, why not find something in the book that's also on the archive? That works. And as a as a, what I chose was something that was, in a way, you kind of have to have the book. And Steve, you you love the B wing, right? That's your thing. Yeah. Well, I don't want to talk about the B wing. <laughs> no, no, no. We're going up one. <laughs> yeah, not the beta wing. We're talking the alpha wing, the A wing fighter. <laughs> And uh, if you're following along at home, uh, and you have page 167 of uh, of Gus and Duncan's Guide to Star Wars Prototypes, or if you want to click on the link on our show notes, you'll see they have the original art. And this thing is amazing, Steve. I never really took took that much uh, paid that much attention to it. Um, yeah. You know, the original art it was never it was on the droids packaging, which I just I think it's ugly. I know some people like it. I I, I don't like it. Yeah, and just the, the, the droids part of it, or or just the combination. Well, yeah, it was kind of the combination because the droid yeah. stuff is all light and, and light blue and yeah, Robin's egg and all that. The art itself is very Power of the Force. And what's interesting yeah. is when you look at the book, they also have the 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 proof sheet that uh, was unproduced of the Power of the Force A Wing fighter. And there, the art looks a lot better. It really it really fits with the original artwork. And uh, unfortunately, the the drawing has the A wing, which of course isn't as beautiful as the B wing. It does have the advantage <laughs> of actually looking like the letter that it is, uh, <laughs> unlike the B wing, which did. I was thinking, Steve, I never told you this. That really confused me when I was a kid. I was like, <laughs> why is it not the T wing? But uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, they... it is the one that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> yeah, maybe like a lowercase B. Anyways, we're talking about the A wing, Steve. Just get off the B wing. Um, but the art is great because it has the unfinished Death Star and it has this this uh, Star Destroyer being completely exploded. Yeah. And it's very dynamic and it's a, it's a really good composition. And it's something that they mention in the book is that they switched from toy photography to artwork. 
Right, I was just thinking about that. I, I thought that the Power of the Force stuff that they did, you know, this and then the ones they released, I I just love the the fact that they were original paintings or, you know, drawings or original art rather than photography. The photography is awesome in itself, but these, it's just a, I don't know, there's something about them. Yeah, well, it's, you, re, you completely see the artist's hand. Now, on one hand, you lose something because you lose the kids in the uh, orange and blue striped turtlenecks <laughs> with you know, gigantic hair playing with the toys. That is true. But you gain something, which is true artistry. I don't know which I'd rather have. But uh, <laughs> And then this just is neither here nor there. This doesn't really have to do with the nugget from the archive. But I never really noticed because I've never owned this piece. Have you ever seen the, the picture that's, uh, that they include of the toys in the A-Wing fighter? <laughs> He's getting held up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's the A-wing fighter, right? He's basically getting shipjacked. Okay. He's getting <laughs> carjacked by the by the Death Star gunner, who's got behind <laughs> him the Emperor and the Imperial dignitary. I I think it's kind of funny that uh, <laughs> that the gunner is the one that's that's doing. Uh, you think the Emperor would just blow him away if he wanted right, to? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what's what's the scene here? Is it like okay, everything's going down? We, we got to take this ship, or or I mean, it really is quite evocative. I just I, I I'd like to recreate it maybe with the A wing pilot with his hands up, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that would that would be more appropriate. <laughs> but yeah, that's just uh, maybe the best of both worlds. You don't have the kid with the turtleneck, but you do have no. some some great toy photography in there too. And obviously, that was just to promote the figures that were just released. And there's yeah. there's a a less funny reaction but anyways check out the archive and and buy the book already that was me closing the book I also think it's Steve. I might as well I should, next time I'll come up with a, a celebration sound drop because the amount we've been talking about it, uh, it would it'd be nice to have a drop. But yeah. uh, well, the forecast already uses uh, celebration, and I, there's no <laughs> other song you could possibly use, so that's why I never did one. Uh, I guess I understand then. You know what? I'm feeling pretty ambitious, Steve. I want to try and uh, come up with a drop. Uh, how about right now? <laughs> Celebration five. Celebration five. Celebration five. So let's talk. Let's finish up our coverage of the Celebration five panels. Right. Now you told me that you actually went and you watched the author panel. I did. I finally did, and uh, I was, you know, the display is is out of the picture, <laughs> and uh, I, no, it was actually really great. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I did. I come across as a as a stumbling fool, or uh... not at all, man. You were you were fine. All right, you, I'll take you fine. Nothing to, to worry about. <laughs> I know. Really. And you saw the the kind of strange thing that uh, Sansweet was going on about with the lawyers. Maybe that's why he's getting yeah. kicked out. I I don't know I don't know it was it was kind of weird but I yeah uh, who knows <laughs> yeah who knows but anyways we already talked about that panel it uh, yeah. it went well and I I shall never see it um, <laughs> so so I think we left it at uh, thirty thirty years of Empire collectibles yeah that that's where we're going yep 
Right, and uh, I wasn't at that one. Were you at that one? I, I wasn't at that one, but I did get to uh, to watch it the other day, and um, it was actually really good. Uh, yeah? It, it wasn't quite what I was expecting, um, but uh, they they were talking about how... Um, who, who, who's they? Were... they? Who's they? Just oh, the I'm audience. sorry. Okay, yeah, to get that started, it was Gus Lopez <laughs> and Duncan Jenkins. They were talking about the Empire Collectibles, but um, they had a lot of random stuff that I'd never seen before huh. that had that was actually licensed. Some of it I'd seen, but some of it I hadn't. But uh, I think probably my favorite <laughs> favorite thing was uh, these tissue boxes. There were puffs, tissue, oh, facial yeah. tissues that had all this really great artwork on it. Like, man, that... <laughs> That artwork doesn't seem like it deserves to be on a tissue box. Right. It seems like it should be framed on a wall, but I, I thought that was so cool. I'd, I'd never seen those. Well, there's that one that uh, the director, Irvin Kirshner, he said his favorite scene in the whole movie, which, of course, he credits to himself, is the part <laughs> where uh, R2-D2 has to go up on his tippy toes to look into uh, Yoda's hut. Yeah. And, and they made a tissue box of that. <laughs> I mean, how awesome I, is that? <laughs> yeah, you just don't see that. Anything like that these days. It's no. definitely vintage. Um, and then another really great one was a uh, – uh, there was that really cool Sigma line of ceramic stuff. But one right. I hadn't seen was uh, the 3PO manning a turret. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, wow, who comes up with that? <laughs> Probably the same guy over in Japan who came up with him uh, shooting the, the <laughs> missiles out of his stomach. Yeah, yeah, someone along those same lines. But it's it's actually funny the that model kit that we talked about on that Japanese episode uh-huh. was actually in their presentation too. So, oh wow! And one thing I didn't realize was that it was made out of metal. Wow, and... wow! So maybe we should have uh, you know maybe for a Kivecast shirt we should have C three PO wearing a uh, battle poncho with a <laughs> gun at a gun turret with a missile coming out of his chest. I think that sounds just about right. <laughs> In the form of underoos that I'm wearing. That's uh <laughs> Oh yeah, that that sounds good. I'll have to go back and watch that too. Yeah, um, no, it's it's definitely worth checking out. There's some really cool odd oddball stuff. You know, there's the usual stuff you'll see, but right. the, the odd stuff is is great. Stuff well, I've never seen. There's a whole bunch of uh like line drawing stuff they did. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of the like the bedding um, and the towels, yeah. and I just happen to have a lot of it from from the Chewbacca stuff. Actually, uh, uh, Brad in Pennsylvania, he he did all the work to find it, and I wound up buying it recently from him. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, cool! But I mean, it's all out there. But you know, a lot of the uh, pillowcases and the and the towels, and there's a very distinctive look. It seems as though there was yeah. one artist maybe who was in charge of. It's very stylized. It's not quite yeah. like the. It's not like the Star Wars stuff where it's not really generic, but it seems like they don't actually know what the figure, what the people look like. Right, right. And then yeah, it, these, they totally capture it like, like dead on. It's, right, it's great. And then in Jedi, you have pretty much it's becoming very modern esque, where you have the same images repeated, the same poses. Yeah, so, yeah, it sounds good. That sounds like a good panel. Yeah. Um, and then let's see what's uh, what's another one that we didn't get to. Next one we got to is uh, the patches panel with uh, Ken Stormtrooper Ken. Yeah, the the Elvis Trooper. You got it, Ken Tarleton and uh, right. Tony Damata. Um, did you see that one? No, I didn't see that one either. That was uh, not another one of my busy days. 
Ken, I, I never, I just associate him as being Stormtrooper Elvis guy. Right. And, and uh, I've never, you know, met him really or talked to him, but uh, to see him, I was actually really excited to see that he was going to be giving a panel. Right. So when I started watching this thing, I'm like, how is this guy going to be? Right. And uh, he was actually, you know, he's really funny, um, but he was really um, knowledgeable with these patches. I mean, he's got a collection of... Um, I think he said it was like 10,000 patches, something like that. Wow. Ridiculous. And, uh, like, and he, well, the funny thing is that 80% of them were uh, from, like, the 501st Legion. I guess they all do their own patches. And uh-huh. he said the majority of them are from that. But uh, I thought the coolest thing that they had mentioned was these uh, vintage Boy Scout troop patches that were oh, yeah. Star Wars related. I, I'd never seen those. I, had you seen those before? Yeah, I I don't know if he posted them or maybe I saw an article about them somewhere. But uh-huh. I, I remember there was a period of, you know, probably an hour after reading them. I'm like, that's it. I got to get all these. These are the greatest. <laughs> then I remember I was never in the Boy Scouts and yeah. I would do nothing with them. But uh, it, yeah. it's, a, it, it's really a lot of the great kind of, again, the, the great spirit of – Star Wars in the vintage era where it was just everywhere and people just yeah. did whatever they wanted and who cared about copyrights or any of that. Yeah, no, they were really, really cool. Um, yeah, that that was a, uh, yeah, I mean, another panel that um, I just, I really wasn't sure what to expect cause I had no idea what, what the deal was with Star Wars patches, but it was, it was great. Um, and those two guys are really entertaining together too. And I, I think they should, uh, I think Gus and all them and, and Chris should all get credit for this round of panels really being about collecting and not just about the specific collectibles that are the most valuable yeah. or the most known. I mean, right. the, fa- the fact that we were up there. Is a, is, <laughs> yeah. is a good sign that it's about collecting and then it yeah. wasn't just about prototypes and about bootlegs or whatever but it was yeah. also patches and and food stuff and yeah and trading cards right so, yeah mm-hmm. did we did we we haven't talked about the trading cards no no panel no that, that's another one um you were you were at that one yeah uh, i was at that one so what, what did you think it was it was really neat it was it was kind of weird because yeah. uh he they 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 went um the the two hosts Who's they? Kathy Kendricks and uh, Andy Dukes they were very knowledgeable uh, I I love the cards you know I, I I love that whole era and I they went from from vintage to the present era and that's one thing I like about Star Wars collecting is even if you think you could get everything that's a toy forget yeah. it with the with the cards <laughs> I mean there's so many cards if you want to get every card that's Chewbacca just forget it but <laughs> yeah. um you might be able to get every card that's a B-wing, but uh, yeah, probably. I don't think there's many. <laughs> maybe, but anyways, get get on that. So it was very informative, showing all the things from the different countries and and all that. But it was odd because they're very defeatist. So yeah, that's that is one thing I noticed too. Basically saying, <laughs> uh, I, I think I, I, Kathy made mention of this is a good thing for your kids to get into because it it gives them no hope, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh man. That's... Yeah, just saying that it's worthless. These things will never be worth anything. It's not an investment. They, they yeah. gave you cards, you know, like giveaway cards. Yeah. And uh-huh. they said, don't worry, these will never be worth anything ever. Yeah. They're completely worthless, just like the rest of the hobby, basically. <laughs> but then the the one thing that they did mention that was kind of the the counterpoint to that was, do you remember the the Greek bootleg set that they were talking oh, yeah. about? In that? Oh, that and how you could send in for for prizes such as a hair dryer or a right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Andy said that you know that whole set now he said it'd be worth a motorcycle, not a, bi- a bicycle. I thought that right. was right. 
I thought that was really cool. I mean, yeah, they're, they're exceptions, but yeah. Well, hey, you know, I used to collect baseball cards, and and I thought that my, uh, you know, I thought that my nineteen eighty eight Mike Greenwell was never going to be worth less than twelve dollars. So uh, <laughs> it, uh, it it is worth less than twelve dollars. So I, I I know the pain that they speak of, but you don't yeah. need to say it there. But <laughs> I guess to honesty. Honesty is not always the best policy. And then there was one panel, Steve, which we really should have gone to given the fact that all we talk about is vintage Star Wars toys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the one panel we definitely did not go to was the panel entitled Vintage Star Wars Toys. <laughs> did you get a chance yeah. to see that uh, in, I, in retrospect? Yeah, I did, I did watch it. Um, that was uh, Chris, uh, Chris G., Chris Rodriguez. We already did say it. Uh, well, yeah, as many times as you can. He's like the as candy many man. times, yeah. Yeah. And that was also with uh, C.J. Fawcett. Um, and, you know, this is uh, – it was a really comprehensive presentation. I mean, they went through the whole thing, but they, they never really – it never dragged at all. I mean, it was – you know, even though I've seen a lot of this stuff so much, I right. still enjoyed watching the panel today. I mean, it's just and – we, And we really need that for the hobby. We need more introduction. And, uh, yeah. and also, I, I wanted to say – I forget what part it was, but speaking of C.J., um, you know, he really basically ran the whole show, and and he yeah. was a really good MC. And it was just one of my favorite moments. And that's, uh, you know, I think we've already laughed about the the, the lady in the back who had the oh, the Yoda yeah. ears and yeah, always yeah. asked the first question. And if you watch yeah. the, them, it's always lady in the back with the Yoda ears. Because how do you not pick on her? How do you not pick her? But yeah. uh, one of my favorite moments was CJ was the MC, and it's really hard to be the MC, get people psyched up when. 70% of them are just waiting for the cereal boxes. But uh, <laughs> yeah. he was like, all right, you know what? Uh, we got a little bit of time here. I want to hear your best idea for a fake cereal. Do, do you oh, remember wait that? a minute. I think, I think I, this is ringing a bell. Um, right. I, I don't remember the, the outcome, though. Well, it, it was hilariously bad. Um, <laughs> so the, the first person, um, let's see, the first person raised their hand and said, uh, I, I don't know. Um, what about like um, Troop Loops? <laughs> oh, that's right. And it was that's like right. I remember that. And it was one that, was, that had already been done. It's like, uh, well, okay, let's. Well, that's, I mean, that's already been one, but you know, that, that's a funny idea. <laughs> and then you know, kind of a, a couple beats, a pause. Someone raised their hand. What, what about like Admiral Akbar cereal, like from Robot Chicken? <laughs> I was like, that's another one. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's up another on the, one. Up on the board right now. <laughs> and, and, and then the best one was someone raised the hand. What about C3PO's? That's oh, <laughs> like, man. nobody got it. Nobody oh, threw man. out their own original uh, idea. Um, uh, I mean, I had one original idea, and, and I almost raised my hand to mention it, but uh, it was so bad, I think I've actually blocked it out of my own head. Do you remember what it was, Steve? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. It was really funny in the way that it was really not funny at all. <laughs> oh no! That's fine. Well, you know me. I, I love. I love word games, but uh, maybe I'll. Uh, maybe I'll loop that in and allow everyone to laugh. Okay. Um, oh wait, that's it. It was. Uh, it was someone with crackling open. Oh yeah. Oh. Anna. Anakin. Crack, crackling oat bananakin. Wait, wait a minute. What? It's crackling oat bananakin. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you see? Was it worth oh. the wait, podcast audience? You sat oh, there and man. spent a minute of your life waiting to hear 
crackling oat bananakin, <laughs> which is still funny. But I did not raise my hand and say that, and instead we had C-3PO's, which is – yes, that, that was a cereal. But uh, anyways, we, we love our audience, don't we, Steve? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so then that uh, – then there was also the, the uh, display. And, right. And that one deserves, I believe, a, a thorough discussion. Yeah, it, it was really a very good panel. Um, I really enjoyed. Well, the very beginning was filled with intrigue. Do, do you remember that, Steve? That was uh It was Todd and and Will. They were doing their their scale about uh, desirability or rarity. That you're talking about that kind of thing, right? Well, it was it was Todd uh, Todd Chamberlain and Will Grief, um, and they were well. They were talking about. They were kind of going through the whole uh, progression. And they mentioned this pole display, uh, an early bird pole display. Oh, that's right. That's and they, right. And they were saying like, you know, no one's ever confirmed that it exists. And someone just raised <laughs> their hand. He's like, I've got one. He said they've already got one. Are you sure he's got one? Oh, yes. It's very nice. Then. In my car. Yeah. And they were like, <laughs> Something like that. Wait, what? And, and <laughs> it, it was one of these moments where everyone in the audience you you get this a lot where people say, oh, I've already got one. But there was a level of specificity that you couldn't just say, oh, no, what you actually have is a blockbuster uh, video display <laughs> saying that the last time it will be available on VHS is right now. You know, Usually whatever <laughs> they they actually have is so bad it's hilarious. Yeah. But uh, – yeah, so that that was a very exciting moment. I don't know. I'll have to email Will and see if there was any follow up on true. that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, that was that was a really strange moment. <laughs> yeah. So what they did was they came up with their own vintage vocab. Uh, they came up with the rarity, desirability, and value scale. So for the rarity, they had common more than fifty, findable twenty five to fifty, tough ten to twenty five, and then rare. And then desirability, that went from unwanted child, average Joe, desirable, to rock star. And uh, <laughs> I think that's very important to have that mixture of rarity and desirability. Yeah, definitely. And, and then finally value, you know, cheap is $100 and expensive is, you know, more than 2500 Sell Sell my kidney. So I, yeah. I, I like that, the, the way of thinking of things that analytically um, it was a really good panel and they had they brought in it was a show and tell they brought in a lot of that original artwork from that POTF era and it was they, they brought in one of my favorite things ever which is the uh, the the Canadian Empire Strikes Back 21 back uh, display which yeah they, they didn't make an American equivalent of that and that was really just awesome and then the last panel, Steve, we get to finally stop talking about Celebration 5 collector <laughs> panels. And that was, fittingly, the very first panel by the previously mispronounced John McElwain. Mm -hmm. And uh, what was the subject of that, Steve? We got the food collectibles. Yeah, that was the food collectibles. So it was perfect. It went right along with the uh, the theme. I think it went along with the theme in a couple ways. One, it was food, and we were getting food collectibles with the cereal. And then another way, it announced right off the bat this was going to be a very collectible-based, not just carded figure-based uh, series. 
Yeah. And uh, just the wide breadth of, of things that, that he covered and all the information. And uh, as always, there's always little things that you didn't know. And even though you've seen things like it, uh, things show up. And uh, it, was, it was a great way to kick it off. And we can finally stop talking about these panels. <laughs> <laughs> but Steve, does, does that end our Celebration 5 coverage? Nope. We're going to keep partying for another couple months <laughs> yeah another another couple months we'll uh I've, i we've promised you our floor report for the past couple months but uh <laughs> i see here on my on my skype meter that we've we've been here over an hour celebration five celebration five celebration five So with that, Steve, I think we'll have to yet again tease not only the finishing of the Celebration 5 coverage, but also the information about the Lily Lady carded figures uh, and yes. uh, the proofs. I may actually have to email him, but uh, well, you know, the suspense out there is palpable. It's good. To, it's what people do in radio all the time. Like, exactly. That, that's why keep I, people hanging. That's why I wound up listening to Rick Springfield uh, interview <laughs> and being late and driving around the block like a crazy person. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, w- one thing is over, Steve, and that What's is that? the fantasy oh. baseball oh, season. Oh my god! And you were the champion. <laughs> I was the champion. I, it, it came down to the last. Day, if my guys hit a little bit worse, or if, if uh, his guys, not Steve's, uh, Dan, who is who is uh, fighting me for first place, if his guys had pitched a little bit better, oh man, it was exciting. Uh, it's funny, I I can't think of another fantasy season that came down to literally the last day like that. Yeah, <laughs> that, it it was really really exciting. It I think I ended wasn't... up in a. Respectable fourth place. Yeah, you went up in fourth, Steve. For me. Yeah, totally. I usually last or dead la- or yeah. second to last. <laughs> so the, the the audience will no longer have to suffer through listening to oh. this. We're gonna need a little other end thing here to, to end on that, that comforts the audience. Uh, some other running gag. But until we come up with that uh, running gag, uh, we'll just have to say uh, Wampa Wampa. Adios, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited, Hasbro Toys, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The official Star Wars site can be found at www.starwars.com. The official Hasbro site can be found at www.hasbro.com. Star Wars all names and sounds of Star Wars characters and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or the respective copyright and trademark holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Star Wars Collector's Archive, unless otherwise indicated. Bye, Steve. Good party.